Hey everyone, this is Chris and Sandy Vent with the Metro Buzz, where we bring leaders on Middle Tennessee to kind of just talk about their story and how they got started and just see where this goes. We're excited to have Adam Lathan from the Gumbo Brothers coming on, or yes. Bros, I mean, the Gumbo, Gumbo Bros. Bros. <laughs> it's so easy yeah. to mispronounce that. Um, but we're excited to have him on board and just yeah. see where this goes. So welcome to the show. Yes, welcome. Thank y'all, Chris. Andy, appreciate y'all having me, having me on. Do a lot of people make that mistake? It's it's sort of interchangeable at this point. I mean, I think technically it started as bros. Uh, uh, but 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 we've noticed more people in Tennessee just call it brothers and we're like, oh, we don't really I don't I don't even <laughs> they I don't even I don't even correct them at this point. I'm like, yeah, whatever. I, I, I actually the other day I said something, I met someone and they're like, I think I've heard of your place and I was like, Gumbo bros. They're like I was like, Gumbo Brothers? And they're like, yeah. And I was like, all right. So, so whatever, whatever, uh, whatever resonates. You know? Yeah, whatever floats their boat. Yes. Exactly. So, awesome. Got to get the name so, out there. So with COVID and all that, how mm -hmm. has COVID affected what you do? Mm -hmm. And what are some things you've done to kind of maneuver through this new maze we have? I mean, no one, no one has been, I mean, it's it's been hard for everybody all around, but I feel like opening the new location here in Nashville. I don't want to say was easier because it's not easy, but because we were coming from New York and our restrictions were so uh, so tight oh, wow. uh, yeah. for so long, and they still they still are they're ending soon, thank goodness. But uh, you know we we've, we kind of were conditioned for it. Uh, that said, opening a restaurant is one of the hardest things you can do in a business opening in a new market is really hard. And then opening during a pandemic makes things even more difficult. Uh, it was tough for us because we had to try to figure out like, how could we properly social distance during training? Cause this is just a couple of months ago. I mean, things were very, very different in terms of like how, uh, you know, Tennessee and, and you know, Nashville is, is regulating what we can and cannot do with our employees. So for us, uh, you know, trying to train a lot of people, trying to get a lot of people in, getting interviews, uh, and just kind of the logistics of everything were really tough. Uh, we made it through, and and it was difficult, but um, you know, in a weird way, I think New York sort of prepared us because we're still operational. We're still open in New York City right now. So, oh, wow. so yeah, so our management team and and myself have been you know, sort of baptism by fire up there. So we've, we've kind of had those things implemented and uh, we just transferred that down here. And then slowly but surely we've been easing off of those as uh, you know, the guidelines are, are, are loosened up. Yeah. You know, that's like for us, you know, our other show we do the, like I was telling you before, a show called the Chris and Sandy show yeah. mm -hmm. where we bring on entertainment guests mm -hmm. and we launched that um, January, 2020. And so a couple months before COVID, I remember COVID happens. And because our original plan was maybe 100 interviews on that show the first year. Oh. And then COVID happens. And yeah. I was like, oh, God, the whole entertainment world has slowed down. <laughs> yeah. So we need to speed it up because, you know, they're all going to be all the entertainers are going to be open to coming on our show, maybe. And because of that, we did over 300 interviews last year. So oh, it really? was a silver lining it for was. us. It's, I mean, everybody's in every business pivoted as needed to figure it out. Oh, and yeah. um, it definitely took us some time in New York specifically because, you know, we were there. I'll, I'll never forget 
I think it was like Thursday or Friday going into the weekend before everything shut down in New York. Uh, it was going into, I think it was like St. Patrick's Day weekend. Mm-hmm. And at the time it was like, oh, there's nothing. And then I remember one day New York Times is like, there's a positive COVID case. The next day there were like 40. Oh, and wow. Wow. all of a sudden everybody's working from home, my wife included. And every, we had one of our busiest like Wednesday, Thursday, Fridays ever because mm-hmm. everybody was at home. So everybody was kind of out and about. No one's wearing a mask. Uh, everyone's, you know, wearing gloves and washing their hands a lot. And then, and it was just a bizarre time because nobody really knew what was about to happen or what we were in the middle of, uh, especially in New York. And then I'll never forget, like I said, so it's busy, 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 busy. And then that Saturday I ordered a bunch of food that came in and I prepped and just nobody showed up. So like overnight it just clicked and, people started leaving and everything was, I mean, we, we were shut down within, I think I shut us down like on Tuesday, the next week. Oh, wow. I was like, this is, well, we realized our staff wasn't comfortable and mm-hmm. they were scared. They were scared and, and we all were, and I was too, like justifiably, like at the time, I mean, there was just, uh, the streets were empty and all you can hear were ambulances. And it, it was very, <laughs> it was pretty, it was pretty ominous. And to go from that to, you know, getting back, to where we are right now in New York and having retained the majority of that staff. They've worked so hard. They've worked so hard also just to get us open in Nashville, i.e. letting me, letting other members of management, you know, travel and do what we need to do for the betterment of the business. So uh, they've, they've, they've been, they've been wonderful. We've, it's, it's been a rough year, but uh, I'm looking forward to better days for sure up there. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. Um, so tell us your backstory. How did you get into gumbo? Yeah. Um, so I, I really grew up around it. I'm originally, I'm from Mobile, Alabama, which is about an hour and a half east of New Orleans and has uh, a great history when it comes to uh, Cajun and Creole food, even though it's not in Louisiana, it's so close. Yeah. There's a lot of influences along the Gulf Coast. You're going to see, you know, really all along Louisiana, down even through Texas, and then coming all the way back to pretty much like Pensacola and just that whole Redneck Riviera. I mean, you're going to see a lot of influence in, in, in from a culinary standpoint coming from Cajun and Creole cooking because it's, mm-hmm. obviously it's so close. So uh, I grew up in Mobile, and I, I really grew up – I grew up on this food. Uh, my grand, my great grandmother, uh, uh, my mom's mom, originally was the one who sort of really piqued my interest in, in Cajun cooking and gumbo in particular, because it was what we did in our household whenever we yeah. would get together. Like we, for Thanksgiving, you know, we would have a turkey and all that, but like the <laughs> highlight was always Nanny's gumbo. Like she, she used to always joke that it was the only way to get the whole family to come over. She would make gumbo. Uh, so, so she would make gumbo for holidays, parties, events, birthdays, everything. So we grew up around it and it was always a real treat. And then uh, my dad worked, you know, for the majority of time growing up, sort of back and forth between Mobile and New Orleans. So we spent a lot of time as a family uh, in New Orleans. We have family there. We have, a lot of context there. And then eventually I went to school, I went to LSU in Baton Rouge. So then just continue to spend more time and try to just soak in Cajun and Creole culture as much as possible and learn from a lot of just great kind of home cooks and folks that I know. And, um, you know, it's, it's everybody cooks down there. It's such a, 
Uh, everybody <laughs> has their own way of doing things and showing me. So I learned a lot of different methods and then, but didn't think I would ever really get into it professionally. Uh, mm-hmm. But I'm glad I kind of soaked all that up because it was just an interest of mine. And I think it's, I just kind of pursued the passion, if you will. Oh, wow. Awesome. So tell us about some of the New York City pic- crawfish picnics you had. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we do. We, we still, you know, it's funny. This weekend, we're not doing crawfish in either location. We're giving New York a break. And uh, <laughs> we're, we're, we're trying to help out a friend who's also doing a boil here in uh, Nashville. So we're, 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 we don't want to compete. And by the way, uh, so Peg Leg Porker around the corner is doing an event. Carrie Bringles, the pitmaster there, they're they're open for uh, they're open on Sunday doing a crawfish boil for for a charity event. So oh, wow. we talked. I talked to him the other day, and when he told me that, I was like, I don't want to compete with that. So we're not going to do crawfish yeah. Sunday. So if you want crawfish and you're in Nashville on Sunday, please go over to Pegleg. Uh, it's going to the American Leukemia uh, American Leukemia Foundation, I believe. Oh, so wow. it's a good good cause, and it'll be fun. Oh, so cause. go do that. Um, yeah. So. We started doing crawfish in New York sort of as a part-time uh, one-off for catering because really the company started in New York City as a caterer mm-hmm. and we had mm-hmm. people reach out to us and say, hey, can you do can you do crawfish? So we started doing these boils mostly for catering and then slowly we came up with the idea to be like, hey, why don't we just do them on Sundays, draw people into the restaurant, you can do stuff to go. Um, we used to do them in-house only and then once oh, the wow. pandemic <laughs> hit, when we reopened, we really focused everything around the crawfish because people were reaching out to us left and right. And it was frankly a miserable time in New York. And, um, people were, people were not doing well <laughs> and a, everybody was stuck. You couldn't travel. So a lot of people from back home and, and, and from you know the South and Louisiana in general were reaching out to us and saying, are y'all going to do boils this year? Like, so for us, it started, as like okay we'll do it one weekend and it was just a monster success and people were just happy and it it felt good to it sounds cheesy but like it really did it was just a really great moment for us to you know sort of engage with the community and make everybody happy so we started there and we've been doing them ever since so we've been doing sunday boils for a couple of years uh now i think like three four years now but last year it really took a life of its own and really blew up and we brought that down here to Nashville as well. We do boils every Sunday, except for this one. Uh, yeah. At two yeah, o'clock. Two weeks ago, we went to one of yours. Yes, we did. Oh, that's right. We were in Nashville visiting. Yeah. How did that, that event go for fun. that chair, for that nonprofit? It was awesome. We uh, we raised a lot of money and had a good time. So for us, that's uh, you know that's something we like to try. We try to give back as best we can and and do what we can uh, for you know various causes and communities. Uh, so yeah, it went really well. I'm glad y'all came out. Everything was good, right? Oh, oh yeah. yes, we enjoyed it. And, yeah. and it's funny because we never had crawfish before, so that was yeah. our first. So it, our nine year old figured out that we couldn't figure we out how to undo the thing. He was just he would go, I know he loved it. <laughs> it's such a fun. I mean, we always tell people about crawfish. It's like it's not a meal; it's an experience. Yes, <laughs> and, it's, and it and it's something that people really cherish. I feel like and and having like a very minuscule part of like showing people about the culture and stuff like that. It really, it's, it's a, it's a highlight of it because it's a pain. It's really hard to do. It's not easy. We ship the bugs live 
we've got wow. contacts wow. And, and different vendors for both locations. Yeah. And I mean, they're from door to door. I mean, they're alive in the mud three, two to three days before oh, wow. we put them on a plate. So logistically think about like getting them refrigerated alive from, you know, swamps in Louisiana oh, wow. to New York city and to Nashville. It's been a, uh, it, it can be really tough if you don't get a good harvest. So it's a, uh, it's hard to do, but it's worth it. And it's, it's just engaging. So I love when people come out and just have a good time. So speaking of Nashville, how's Nashville treated you? How's the Nashville scene been for your company? Um, It's been wonderful. Like, I think we were very surprised as to like, there isn't really a lot of Cajun and Creole food here in Nashville, given, Mm -hmm. given, it's such a major, you know, Southern city. And, and it's the mecca of food. I mean, yeah. And in yeah. the South it's blowing up and it seems like there's so much of everything. I'm like, how can there not be this something that's native to the South? And um, mm-hmm. it's just kind of simple home cooking, which is what I find people really enjoy here. So for mm-hmm. us, uh, you know, it, it's, it made a lot of sense, but I mean, I picked Nashville as our second location because I wanted to expand the business into the South because I want to live in the South, uh, hmm. you know, long-term eventually I want to get back home. So yeah. for me, yeah. it made the most sense to go to a place that I knew that I would like to live, that my wife would like to live. And we've spent a lot of time down here visiting friends. So we were pretty familiar with Nashville. It was kind of weird getting down here. <laughs> we, moved down, we moved down right after the new year and, um, you know, things were still very much shut down. And then there was like a snowstorm. And uh, oh it, it's like yeah. we left New York, you know, so it, it was a bit weird at first. But as things have gotten to open up and as, you know, we are, you know, kind of getting to know more people and making new friends, it's been it's been great on a personal level. And from the business standpoint, I'm thrilled with how we've kind of gotten started. And I mean, my main focus is is more on the quality of the food and hopefully yeah. engaging, mm-hmm. engaging customers and, and making a good name for ourselves. So for us, you know, we still have, knock on wood, we've received very good feedback, very good reviews, happy, smiling faces. And um, so that's that's all you want in the the early stages. We're two months old. So something I've noticed, too, is is people who have uh, a business in New York and Nashville almost always also has one in L.A. So is that your future plans, too? I've respectfully i don't think that california is for me uh <laughs> I, I went out there i did a tv show out there a couple of years ago yeah. i did a cooking show and it was fun but i was like i don't know if i can do this all the time. Oh, wow. it's, it's, the weather the weather is, is is quite appealing i will say but uh not for the time being it was uh i, I think the south is going to be our main focus if we do right. anything else. yeah so as you know a lot of people they see um you as this successful entrepreneur and all that and so they they kind of see the glory behind that but they don't see the grind the sacrifice the tears the struggles that it takes to get to your level and really Mm -hmm. takes even launching a business and i always want to talk about that side of it because i think a lot of when else they step into this crazy arena of business ownership and they think it's all fun and games and it's not. So talk about that side of it a little bit. Talk about some of the struggles that you went to at the beginning of getting it mm-hmm. off the ground in New York City and the sacrifices you've had to make personally. It's 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 personal sacrifices, but it's also your friends and your family. And um 
it's simply the amount of time that you have to be willing to put in at the, in the early stages. Yeah. Uh, I, I essentially didn't leave New York for six months straight, lunch and dinner, practically nonstop. Um, same here when we got open, I've been here pretty much nonstop. I mean, I've gotten better as I've gotten older and also like as I've owned and I'm maturing as an owner, I feel like I'm pretty good about being like now, if I look up and I'm making up something to do, I'm like, I'm leaving. Cause it's not <laughs> healthy. Mm-hmm. It's not, well, it's not healthy mentally. And like, if you're not fresh, you're not a good headspace. It can be a bit monotonous when you're, when you're doing the same thing every day. And when you have a menu like ours, that's really tight uh, as a chef, I want to cook more. I want to do more stuff. But at the end of the day, I, I, I've had to learn to like temper my, you know, desires to do other things with like, at the end of the day, it's not about me. It's about my customers and what they want. So uh, yeah. that can yeah. be really difficult. But like the early stages of really starting a business, you just have to understand that your time is gone and, and yeah. it's just the reality of it. And if you're willing to do that, you can you you can be successful. You can, I'm getting to the point now as obviously the company is growing, I can hire management and, and you know, better people to help me with things and you can delegate. That's the hardest thing to learn to do. Uh, <laughs> Cause my, my, reaction, well, yeah, it is. I care about it more than anyone. And I have to, it's my job. Like, um, you know, it, it, it is what I think about at all times, at all times. And it's not just because of me or like my desire to grow the business or, or make money or anything like that. I also, find a responsibility in being a part of our communities and also i really cherish my employees and do my very best to treat them well and if we're not in business they don't have jobs so like i think of it very much as to like what are we contributing how are we paying it forward and, and how what can i do today to to make the place better so that their job security is there because yeah. this is a this is a tough business. People, great restaurants, fail all the time. Yeah. It doesn't mean that yeah. they're failures. It doesn't mean they're not good. It's sometimes it's just there's no rhyme or reason to it. So uh, there's a lot of luck to it in the early stages. I'll say I'll say that. <laughs> but uh, but right place, right time will go a long way. But that's in anything. But uh, I think you know I'm just learning to be a little bit more patient now and trying to trying to be a better boss. Really, that's what I yeah. want to do. You know, talking about right place, right time. That that's so important. You know, a lot of people think, yeah, you know, that that um, it doesn't take any luck to make it. But mm. I I agree with you. I th- but I think that when you're grinding, eventually that luck will come. That you'll end up being mm. in the right place. Like when you know when we started our the Chris and Sandy show. I remember um, again, like I said, it was a couple months before. COVID. We couldn't have predicted what was about to happen. No, we never I mean, did. because no. everything got shut down, we were able to, at the very beginning of a show that normally wouldn't get people, we end up getting people like Randy Travis, yeah. Colin mm. Ray, um, yeah. and, um, Sarah Evans, Sarah Evans Tracy. Tracy Lawrence. Mm-hmm. You know, a, a brand new show couldn't get people like that, but yet we did because we launched at the right time, even though we didn't know it. And taking risks, I mean, it's all about risking and, and how much are you willing to do so. I think I risked a lot more when I was younger because I was younger and stupid. <laughs> and I didn't realize like the I didn't realize the longevity of like 
signing a 10 year lease in New York city. You know what I mean? I, I didn't, I didn't, and you don't think about certain things like what's the worst case scenario. Obviously mm-hmm. the worst mm-hmm. case scenario is we have to shut down the business. Like you, you, those things are now going into play and like how I'm planning out the business, how we're handling our finances, what we're thinking about with next steps in the business. Uh, and we're not really planning on doing anything too new anytime yeah. soon. We want to yeah. expand and really do everything we can. Yeah, exactly. But like for us, like I don't see us opening a bunch of restaurants anytime soon. It's like, we would like to get to that point later down the road. But for now, uh, again, I think it's about having the opportunities, like you said, like taking advantage of opportunities, even when they aren't necessarily ideal Mm -hmm. and, and, and trying to just trying to create with it. So good for y'all as well. Like it's just a, Everybody and so many people I talk to, you know, it's one thing I, I feel like I, I, I did a good job of not feeling sorry for myself early on yeah. in the process. Yeah. Like when the restaurant was closed, cause I was like, I, I don't know. What do you do? Like it's everyone, it's everyone in every category. Yes. Restaurants got hit harder than most, but also I don't really have, we didn't really have the time to like, you can't really boohoo about it. You got to keep going. So um, just taking risks. And, you know, as a CEO of your company um, and stuff, I, you know, a lot of people, a lot of times teams don't get no recognition on our show. They do. So they if you want to take a few moments just to tell us a little bit about the team that helps you do what mm. you do. Um, first things first. I mean, I'd be I'd, Antoine Shaw is the first guy I ever hired to work in. This oh, company. Wow. He I met him sitting in a bar in New York and I told him I'm starting this company kind of randomly and uh Uh he he is our he runs our kitchen in new york and he's a new york guy can't get him to leave uh but he's grown he's like family to us we love him dearly and we couldn't have done anything in this company from day one not just like the first restaurant or the second we were just caterers and running around hustling uh he was on the ground floor with us so i always like to say he was like the third bro um, my, my, my business partner, James Wishon, uh, James and I grew up together in Mobile. He is our CFO. He works tirelessly to help us out as best we can and sort of take a lot off of my plate so that he can handle the finances of the business and I can handle operations. Um, we also have Rusty Jordan, who is our, uh, Rusty is our operation, I, I was going to call him GM, but that's not fair. Uh, Rusty <laughs> runs, we hired Rusty initially as the GM in New York, and, and he has slowly moved into sort of this hybrid role of coming down here and going back there because we're trying oh, wow. to wow. get staff to buy in here as to what our method is because we have like a different service style. We have a different way of going about things. I had a staff member the other day say, I've never had such a laid back service style and i was like yeah get used to it that's how we you know she's coming from like a steakhouse so um (laughs) rusty rusty has been absolutely crucial uh emily reynolds berg is is our publicist who's done a wonderful job connecting us connecting us with the right people sarah williams is our social media manager and she's been so wonderful and engaging and getting our you know kind of spreading our reach because it's our way of kind of having our voice uh Mm. and then um carrie schloss is located here in Nashville. She is our catering director and, and she's really, I think going to help us take the business in Nashville to the next level 
with, oh, wow. ca- with catering, private events, parties, we're looking into, uh, I think what's going to be like almost like a, 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 you know, mobile bar, beignet bus, oh, oh, wow. crawfish. Oh, awesome. yeah, yeah. Like that. Yeah. So we're, we've got a lot of things going on and I'm, that's sort of my core crew. That's really been, really awesome. been busting it for us from a lot yes. of them from day one. Wow. Yeah. Now, speaking of teams, we have a third co-host, our little nine-year-old. Yeah. Uh, we want to ask her uh, a we'll few questions. Him. So she's going to go oh, get nice. And we've got a little two-year-old daughter that when she gets older, we plug her into all of our shows, too, because we are a family affair show. <laughs> Wonderful. I can't imagine doing anything without family. No. Well, you know what? I, and as you say that, I realized I just stepped in it. And also, number one, all day, every day, my wife, Rachel, who is, thank you, thank you. That's experience right there. Uh, so my wife, Rachel, is, uh, you know, she's she's our biggest fan, our biggest supporter. She's my girlfriend when I started the company. And I remember I had another job that was actually going pretty well. And I quit the other job because I wasn't, I wasn't happy with it. And I didn't like yeah. what I was doing. Mm-hmm. And uh, this, this isn't what I wanted to do. And when I told her I wanted to get back into food, she was like, okay, let's do it. And and it would have been That's really easy, been. you know, like it would have been really easy for her to frankly discredit that and go find a a, a, a better, more successful person. To be with. <laughs> she, uh, she, she stuck with it and she's been day one supportive in everything that I do. That's how Sandy's been for all this too. She's been, it's like, whatever I, we I say, let's, let's do this, let's go. And she's like, oh, let's do it. It's it's you need that you really do. It's hard by yourself. <laughs> Who's this? Hey, buddy. Uh, hi, Adam. So, what's your favorite food? My favorite food. Oh man. Ah, uh, outside <laughs> of Cajun, outside of Cajun food, of course. Uh, I, I would say my favorite food is. I love Vietnamese food. I love pho. I love any type of uh, salad that I can get from a, a good Vietnamese place. I also love ramen. I guess I just like soup in general. Uh, so yeah, I would say any type of, I mean, I love all types of Asian food that anything I can really get my hands on. So yeah, remember, definitely that. Remember where we ate that crawfish at? Uh, in Nashville? Oh, yeah, Nashville. Yes. Oh, the gumbo that, that, yeah, yeah. That, yeah, That's yeah. it. That, he's yes. the owner of that. Oh, I didn't know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you like that crawfish, Yes, didn't I you? do. Yeah. <laughs> and what's your favorite food? Uh, my favorite yeah. is pizza. Pizza, that's 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 I mean, that's a slam dunk. That's easy. You gotta like pizza, <laughs> right? Everybody, yeah, you can't pizza. go wrong. No, it's always good. I know. Yes. Okay. So, uh, what's your favorite TV show? My favorite TV show? Oh man, I don't get to watch much TV. I'm gonna date <laughs> myself here. I love uh, the show called The Sopranos. That when you're older, maybe you can watch. Uh, <laughs> it's probably my probably my favorite TV show. I like a lot of. Uh, you know what? I'll say Jeopardy. I like Jeopardy. Oh, I love it. Uh, anytime Jeopardy's on, I'll watch it. And, uh, I, so, I record uh, it. <laughs> yeah, so my my favorite is SpongeBob. SpongeBob? I like SpongeBob too, actually. Mm-hmm. Good... <laughs> okay, so uh, what's your favorite movie? My favorite movie? Uh, Forrest Gump. It's a classic. Oh, wow. Al- and, I, and I'm an Alabama boy. I mean, you gotta <laughs> like Forrest Gump. Mm-hmm. What about you? What's your favorite movie? My favorite movie is the Minions movie. I like, you know, my wife and I love Despicable Me and the Minions. We're big fans. We saw it. <laughs> we saw it in theaters. We don't. We don't. Yeah. Even, we don't have 
kids and we went by ourselves. <laughs> 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 Minions movie. We were the only people there yeah. without kids. Yes. Bye, thanks. No problem, bud. Nice you. Yes, thanks. <clears throat> yeah, he loves to be part of our shows and all that. Ah, it's great. So what what are you know, I know you give back a lot, you said earlier. So what are some of the causes you'd like to give back to so you know so people will know? We've done you know, we've done some work with different schools. We've done a lot of work with schools in New York. Uh, we've also done a lot of work with NYPD and the local oh, wow. community board. Uh, and then, so that's very like micro and very local there. And then for us after that, like we've always tried to make it a point to do things with uh, New Orleans based charities for, uh, oh, cool. for obvious reasons. Like we're connected to this food and this culture. So for us, we work with this great, there's this great foundation called the Made in New Orleans Foundation. Made mm-hmm. in New Orleans. They're Armino for yeah. short. Uh, they're wonderful. They uh, actually sponsor scholarships for kids from New Orleans to go to my well, my old culinary school in New York. And uh, they've asked us to like mentor and help some of those students while they're in town. So I've hired them. Oh, I've, yeah. I've got good relationships with some of them. Uh, we did the same thing with uh, Chef Aron Sanchez's foundation. He, they focus on uh, sending, you know, Latino youth to uh, culinary school in New York. So we've sort of taken some of them under our wing and, and showed them. And a lot of them are from New Orleans or have New Orleans ties. So it's kind of nice for them if they ever want to. They'll hit me up and say, hey, "Chef, can I come in? I just want to talk or, or going through this in school." And, and we we help out in that way. Uh, we also do a lot of work with the Gleason Foundation which oh, cool. is founded by Steve Gleason in New Orleans. Uh, he's a former saint who uh, it's an ALS research foundation. It's, it's raised wow. a lot of money. And I think, uh, you know, it's just done some wonderful things locally in New Orleans. So we try to do that. And then we did this recent thing with the Asian law center, uh, which, which we participated in. Yeah. Oh, y'all did. Yeah. And thank you. And thank you. Yeah. And, and we're hoping to continue doing that here in Nashville. And, and mm-hmm. we need to start, reaching out and finding some local charities here. Because like I said, I mean, we, we have New York, we always try to do something for New Orleans. And then, uh, you know, uh, we need, we needed to start doing some stuff here in Nashville. So we're going to start doing some fun stuff here as well. Awesome. Oh, yeah. love that. And what would you like for your legacy to be as a business owner? What would you like to be known and remembered for? Oh man, that's a loaded question. Uh, <laughs> I feel like, uh, I want people to know that I really care. I think more than anything, mm-hmm. uh, I genuinely care that my guests have a great experience in the restaurant and my employees have a great experience working here uh, because at the end of the day, this is a people business and, yeah. right. you know, and, and even if the food isn't exactly what you want or, or the vibe isn't exactly what you want. I, I, I think that's the one thing that I want people to know is that, we give it our all and we hope that you enjoy yourself. And that's kind of what you do it for in this business. There's not, yeah. you know, it, it, it's, it's, it's very, people could sort of have a tendency to think it's like very glamorous, but at the end of the day, you do this because you care about people and uh, you want them to enjoy what you enjoy. So hopefully people like what we're producing. <laughs> awesome. awesome. <clears throat> so what's next for you? So we started a hospitality group uh, here. It's called Double Wide Hospitality. 
because it started by two guys from Alabama. But um, yeah, we are very much trying to figure out what is next. But for us, it, I'm taking a very simple approach to being like, what can we do to help Brooklyn out? Obviously, it was a rough year. Uh, and, and then we need to get back to normal in New York. Uh, and then also getting started here. I don't really – we would love to do other things, other ventures, other concepts even down the road because we can see that. But for the yeah. time being, we're going to just take it slow and, and yeah. see – we need to pump and do as much as possible out of this location in Nashville before we start mm-hmm. doing other things. But there is that sort of, you know, creative side of you that, that starts thinking like, what do I want to do, what, what do I want to do next? You know, it's, it's I, I am an entrepreneur by nature and I just am constantly trying to think of something else to do. So we've got some stuff up our sleeve, but uh, awesome. I think we're definitely going to just continue to focus on trying to give Nashville the best experience possible and, and, and just doing, doing it a great job here and then we'll see how the cards kind of see how the cards turn then. I love that. So as we close out here, tell everybody yeah. how they can reach out to you. Yeah. Uh, we are, you can always find us. Uh, on, we're on Instagram. We're on Facebook. We're on everything. The gumbo bros. You could pronounce it brothers if you want. Uh, <laughs> and then we're at, at the gumbo bros on Instagram and on Twitter and then personally, I am just at Adam Lathan uh, on Instagram. Uh, would love to hear from folks. Please say hey. And if you're ever in the restaurant and you see me, please walk up and say hello. Love that. Awesome. You know, we really enjoyed having you on the show today. And we, we look forward to having you back down the road. We Thanks, guys. And uh, when you all get down to Nashville again, please come say hey. We will. We will. Absolutely. Appreciate it. Thanks, Andy. Thanks. Okay. All right.